Hi, this is M. Allen Cunningham. I'm an author, publisher, and teacher in Portland, Oregon, and you're in the Atelier. In the Atelier is a place for occasional thoughts on literature, writing, the life of the imagination. Come on in. I'm glad you're here. Today's installment, Soul School, with John Keats. The odds were against John Keats from the beginning. Born in 1795, orphaned as a small child, he grew up in poverty, had a scattershot education, nurtured an ill-fated love for a woman he couldn't be with, was savaged by critics in his native England, and died unknown to the world at age 25. But Keats left behind a body of poetry that includes some of the most beautiful lyrical works in the English language. His poetic mastery is often cited as being second only to Shakespeare. Keats's correspondence is full of riches as well. In May 1819, 18 months before dying of tuberculosis, the 24-year-old poet sent his brother an astonishing letter outlining his philosophy about the human soul. I first read this letter more than 20 years ago, and I've revisited it just about every year since. Keats's life-affirming perspective always touches me. In this letter, Keats is talking about the big themes that all of us must explore just by virtue of being alive, the meaning of life and death, of joy and sorrow, the conflict between fate and free will, and the nature of identity. In short, he's talking about the quest of existence itself. Quote, Call the world, if you please, the veil of soul-making. Then you find out the use of the world. I say soul-making, soul as distinguished from intelligence. There may be intelligence or sparks of divinity in millions, but they are not souls till they acquire identities till each one is personally itself. How then are souls to be made? How then are these sparks to have identity given to them, so as ever to possess a bliss peculiar to each one's individual existence? How but by the medium of a world like this? This point I sincerely wish to consider because I think it is a grander system of salvation than the Christian religion. Or rather, it is a system of spirit creation. Unquote. Now Keats takes up a vivid analogy to explore how a unique soul comes to be formed in a world where one is often at the mercy of uncontrollable circumstance. And it's particularly moving to reflect that the young man writing these words has led a very difficult life, has long been haunted by the conviction that he will die young, and yet, rather than say no to life, he has opened himself to the troubles and wonders of the heart and seeks to create art of lasting beauty. Quote, I will call the world 
a school instituted for the purpose of teaching little children to read. I will call the human heart the book used in that school. And I will call the child able to read the soul made from that school and its book. Do you not see how necessary a world of pains and troubles is to school an intelligence and make it a soul? A place where the heart must feel and suffer in a thousand diverse ways? Not merely is the heart a book, it is the mind's Bible, it is the mind's experience, it is the teat from which the mind or intelligence sucks its identity. As various as the lives of men are, so various become their souls, and thus does God make individual beings souls of the sparks of his own essence. This appears to me a faint sketch of a system which does not affront our reason and humanity. I am convinced that many difficulties which Christians labor under would vanish before it." Unquote. Keats is saying here what Rilke, another favorite poet of mine, put another way in 1904, quote, Let life happen to you. Believe me, life is in the right, always. Unquote. Noticing that Keats describes a soul as intelligence that has acquired an identity of its own, I think of certain inspiring people I've been privileged to know in my life, and of inspiring artists whose works never cease to amaze me. These people and these artists have a kind of indescribable soulfulness that sets them apart. Unique, wise, humble, and generous, they enrich my life beyond measure. Keats would suggest that these people have such life-enhancing soulfulness to share because they have experienced the world open-heartedly. Now, the poet sums up. Quote, Man was formed by circumstances, and what are circumstances but touchstones of his heart? And what are touchstones but provings of his heart? And what are provings of his heart but fortifiers or alterers of his nature? And what is his altered nature but his soul? And what was his soul before it came into the world and had these provings and alterations and perfectionings? An intelligence without identity. And how is this identity to be made? Through the medium of the heart. And how is the heart to become this medium, but in a world of circumstances. Unquote. Fate is fickle, life unpredictable, but we are here now, and there's lots of living to be done. And if we can manage to live through the medium of the heart, we just might manage to live soulfully. Atelier is produced by Atelier 26 Books. For more information, visit Atelier26Books.com. I'm M. Allen Cunningham. So long for now.